your network ultimately becomes your net worth because yeah. the relationships that you build and the work that you do is what is going to matter in the long run. Okay. You have to do good work, be a good person, help people to make it to the next level. What is going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Ultimate Ambitions. And if you are on your journey to reach your ultimate ambitions, you definitely want to hear the journey of today's guest, David Weintraub. Thank you for joining me. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Wonderful to be here. Thank Great to meet you finally. Yeah, absolutely. I've heard so much about you and, of course, some of your accomplishments. Oh, and I, you. when I first was talking to Carson about who you are and what you've done, I was like, wait a second, what? It was, it almost, I don't want to say it was almost unbelievable, but I was like, <laughs> wait a second. And well, it is, no. <laughs> Thank you for saying it so I don't have to. No, I, I'm, I'm just kidding. But I, I do appreciate that wonderful intro and great accolades, you know. Uh, it's been an extreme amount of hard work to get here. So yeah. I, I appreciate that you see that. Thank you. So let's start, because there's a lot of people watching, a lot of people listening, yeah. and I want to progress to where you are today. Sure. but. Part of that is the people who were where you started, where I yeah. started. Yeah. So let's start at the beginning. Was getting into producing and the entertainment industry, was that something that was always your focus? Or did you start on a different path and like a lot of people just kind of end up in this industry? Like how did, how did the journey start for you? Well, I mean, the path really started when I was nine years old. And I grew up in Beverly Hills, and I come from a family of doctors and lawyers. But friends of mine, family friends of mine, kids I went to school with, all of their parents were extremely powerful mm -hmm. actors, actresses, studio chiefs, executives, record company owners. So I got to see a glimpse of this other world, different than doctors and lawyers and mm -hmm. educators. And... I just saw that I wanted to be in a position where I was doing something different. Mm -hmm. And the entertainment industry really was that world that I gravitated to. Okay. So I had to start somewhere. And, you know, I couldn't figure out exactly where my entry point was until my friend, Evan Bogart, I met his family mm -hmm. and they were monster record company chiefs they owned big record companies they were managers and that gave me a taste of the music business okay so right there i was like i want to be an a and r i want to be at a big label i'm going to get in somehow okay an internship at interscope records turned into a full-time job at interscope records that turned into a job at death row records that turned into me meeting eminem and working for eminem that turned into me going and becoming a talent agent at William Morris and at UTA. So it was a gradual step of music into film and TV mm -hmm. and eventually into management and producing and creating of content and okay. TV shows. You speak of that as a very smooth transition, <laughs> but I have to believe, and a lot of people watching and listening, yeah. There are some people with what you said in the beginning with yeah. your family and the people you had proximity to sure. may, may say, well, I don't have that. 
I, 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 I didn't grow up. I, I live in Alabama and I'm not in Beverly Hills and my parents aren't wealthy and they don't have connections to these people. Well, my, my parents didn't have the connections to these people. Okay. I had the connections to these people because this is who I went to school with. Mm. And over time, they saw my drive, my ability and my awareness and understanding of the business to open up a door that could get me a job. So nobody actually said, hey, we're gonna place you here and you're just gonna go to the top. It doesn't work that no. way. Yeah. You have to start at the bottom. You gotta get coffee, you gotta answer phones. You have to do what we would call the schlep work in it as an executive to see your worth, to then yeah. understand your value. Yeah. But my value also increased because I had mega future talent around me that I had relationships with that mm. ultimately became big stars like Adam Levine and Maroon 5, mm -hmm. like Eminem, like Paris and Nicole, the Kardashians, Ray J, Scott Disick. A lot of people were around me in my peripheral that I was able to help make deals for and see them rise in their industries while I was rising as an executive. Mm. So Yes, there is part of it that's like you do need to be in the right place at the right time. Yeah. But another part of it is if you're in the right place at the right time, are you doing something of value that somebody is going to see to elevate your life? Yeah. Yeah. So we, we talk about that. And that seems to be a recurring theme with a lot of the people I speak to is provide value. Yes. And a lot of people I speak to said that they had to provide value even if they weren't getting compensated for that. Right. They were just like... That's like an intern. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm just going to go in and I want to just be in the mix and be around these people. Yeah. Speak to me about the value of networks because there's a lot of young people I speak to and they're, for one reason or another, are afraid to go into certain rooms. They're afraid because they're nervous. They're like, you know, they feel like they don't... And th that was me growing up because I felt like, well, I know I need to build networks and know people and then find out... Who do they know? And mm -hmm. then find out who do they, they know. When you see someone that is maybe without that capacity and they're like, oh, man, you know, I, I don't have networks. How do you build a network? You went in as an intern. Mm -hmm. How did you build your network and then ultimately get proximity and get, let me say, get in the room with some of these people? Well, I want to just start off by saying two things. One, your network ultimately becomes your net worth because yeah. the relationships that you build and the work that you do is what is going to matter in the long run. Okay. You have to do good work, be a good person, help people to make it to the next level. The other thing that you absolutely must not do is be overly hungry, overly aggressive, and be a social climber. If you're a social climber, they're going to smell it a million miles away. Yep. People will not help you. They're not going to want to be around you. And you're the antithesis of what people are going to want in their community. Yeah. So you have to have a fine balance. Get your objective done. Do the good work. Do the good deeds. But also not be overbearing. If you can accomplish those two things, you can rise very easily. Because people will see the bandwidth of what you have in your life to be able to achieve goals and not be annoying. Yeah. When you started let me say leveling up. Were there any fears of, all right, I want to get to this next echelon. There had to be some points where you're like, I'm not sure what I'm doing, but I'm just going to do it. I'm going to go. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to move ahead. How did you navigate some of that? Because you had, to, there's a lot of people I talk to 
uh, some of my mentors who have said, Suresh, there were certain things that I accepted and I didn't know how to do it, but I was, I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. I'm going to figure it out. But when you're talking about the entertainment industry, I mean, I mean, if, if you slip, you know, there can be major consequences. Cut yep. Yeah. So how did you navigate that? How did, like, I mean, there okay, was fear well, there. Let, let, let's, let's talk about like when I became a talent agent okay. at UTA. So I was one of 100 people that got promoted to be a motion picture talent agent at UTA. And basically you had to be a talent agent trainee, mm -hmm. learn the game, sign people, know how to make deals. And then maybe you would get promoted. Now, once you get promoted, you're in the big boardroom. You're in five meetings a day. Mm -hmm. You answer to everybody. You answer to the clients. You answer to the studios. You answer to the people that are buying the deals. You have to be able to actually accomplish everything that you need to do on a daily basis and not think twice about it. And the stress of that and the pressure of that is very difficult. So I like to say in some ways, the training and the pre-agent world that you swim in doing all of those duties prepares you to act as if. Act as if you know what each situation is going to accomplish and what you're gonna do to make sure that you're representing your talent well, making the right deals, answering your bosses, and doing a good job. So you, you can't think about it like, am I gonna know what I'm doing? You just know it, your gut instinct tells you yeah. what to do. Now, once you make it into that boardroom and once you're making these deals, you then have to think, hey, is this where you wanna be long-term? Once I made it and did that for a very long time, I wanted to get to the next level, which was creating linear television shows. Okay. So I took my craft of packaging TV shows as an agent mm -hmm. and then said, why am I just giving my ideas away? Because I'm coming up with the package with the client, with the production company, but I'm only making a percentage yeah. when I could actually own the IP, own the content. And my goal was I'm going to create TV shows. So I left the agency business, opened DWE Talent, became a manager and a producer, and have been doing that for 20 years since. Wow. So you were leaving a pretty solid, surefire thing. Of course, you could stay there. You forever. Stay there forever. You'd be a partner. Be a board member. Yeah. But politics of agencies are very difficult for some people. Mm -hmm. And I don't play the politic game. You know what I play? The ownership game. Yeah. And yeah. that's where I'm at now. Wow. So any fear when you made that decision to... Well, when I left UTA, I left having packaged one of the biggest television shows of all time, The Simple Life with Paris and Nicole. Mm -hmm. And I saw how that blossomed. So I left with my clients from UTA. Okay. And I left with my own television series on A&E that I created, produced, and starred in, which was the original sort of first reality entourage, The Sons of Hollywood. Oh, and we did 22 yeah. episodes of that. Mm -hmm. So I left with content. I left with myself going and being on billboards and a TV show coming out in a marketing vehicle. Okay. And my clients. So yes, after six years of being in those boardrooms, I was ready to be on my own because I didn't want to be there being somebody else's minion. <laughs> yeah. I'm not your minion. Yeah. 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 It's funny. I heard something the other day and I was like, it really hit home. It said, You'll never live next door to your boss so long as he's your boss. 
Very true. And I said, wow. Yeah, never, never even thought about that, you know? So you made that jump. And you said something that in the in this industry and in other industries, I, I sometimes I have to ask. You said you were able to take your clients with you. Yeah. So there was no non compete. There was no. There was nothing in place like that that would prevent you or preclude you from doing. Well, that. it was the difference between being an agent and a manager. Oh, it's two completely different businesses. Okay. An right. agent is a proprietor of work, which takes a 10% cut. A manager is the partner with the talent who guides the overall career where you can make anywhere from 10 to 20 to 30, who knows, whatever percentage you guys negotiate. Yeah. And you can executive produce, create, and be a partner in the businesses with the talent. Two completely different businesses. So mm-hmm. why be, sh- you know, put into a corner where you can only do one side of it, where if you adjust the company like DWE Talent, we can be owners, we can be creators, we can do the representation, we can do the branding, the PR. I mean, we can do every side of the business. And that is what we're doing with the Hollywood Handbook, my new VT that just came out. Mm -hmm. We're teaching people how to get the entry points into various sides of the entertainment business so that you understand how to kick open that door, get your content ready, and become a star. No kidding. Yep. So I want to get I want to get deeper yeah, into can, that. We can go. I want to definitely yeah. get deeper into that we'll because that, that's something that I'm sure a lot of people listening and watching want to know about because that's that's education. Is there a legal component in a lot of the work you do? And who are you? Like, you probably have to get a pretty good sense of, of course, of legal knowledge. Of course. Well, yeah. I studied a lot of uh, contract and business law okay. when I was at USC. Mm-hmm. And obviously, we have a, you know, a team of lawyers and a team of people that handle contracts. But the broad strokes of negotiations and the broad strokes of deal making, the principal points in any contract, I do personally. Okay. That's because that is what I do. And obviously, spending so many years as an agent, you have to be the overseer of the rest of the team. So even if my client has me as a manager and a producing partner, you have an agent, a PR person, a lawyer, I got to oversee everybody. Mm. That is the job of the manager. And if you're not doing that job, you're doing an injustice to your talent. So you're quarterbacking the whole thing and you got to have a finger on the pulse of everything that's going on with that it, with that with that talent at all moments every day 24 hours a day me my team everybody at DWE talent were there this is a 24 hour a day seven day a week business that you have to be ready for anything from the good the bad the crisis management the success you know accolades but you have to be prepared to work yeah. if you're not prepared to work and take the phone calls and that phone's not ringing you're not doing your job that's right yeah, that's right. What is something that you would say for people on the outside that don't know about this business and don't know about this industry on your rise to the top? What's one thing that you would say that most people have no idea about about this industry and what you do, like this side of what you do? I think that a lot of people think that it's all, you know, movie premieres events, you know, red carpets, TMZ taking your picture. Mm -hmm. But a lot of it is something that we like to call hurry up and wait. Okay. Hurry up and wait for the deal to get done. Hurry up and wait to shoot the show. 
hurry up and wait for the show to come out, hurry up and wait for the PR to happen. So you're in a constant grind of doing mega things, but waiting for the fruits of your success and sometimes even the money to come in. So the business, whether you're social media star, influencer, rapper, actor, reality star, deals take time, money doesn't happen overnight, mm -hmm. and you have to be willing to sit with that and adjust. Because if you can sit through that, the sweetness of the reward and success is a million times greater. When you say this in the sense of what you're doing, is the talent also experiencing that as well? You have people Well, that I'm speaking for myself and the talent. Like, this is for me as a manager and a producer, as well as the talent. You have to keep everybody's expectations and timelines up to par. Yeah. Nothing happens overnight. Like, I didn't get here, and now I'm being interviewed, and we're talking about all this. This is 25 years. <laughs> I mean, I started, like I said, I, I, like I had a dream when I was 9 or 10 years old that turned into an internship at... at 15 that turned into a job at 16 and I just never stopped. So you cannot think that anything comes in time. I'm just lucky that by the time I was 18, I was an A&R at a huge label. Yeah. And by the time I was 23, I was an agent at one of the biggest agencies in the world. So you had to get in there to do that. But the rest of it is up and down. Yeah. Now, understanding it and adjusting with the business like the way I've adjusted into representing and producing social media influencers and creators now yeah. is adjusting out of pop culture, rappers, actors, rock stars, reality stars into this new medium of talent yeah. and understanding how to make those deals, understanding the analytic, understanding the numbers, getting the new relationships with the buyers and making the big deals. We're in this world now where it used to be when we were growing up, the celebrities were the people who were in the movies and in the TV shows, and they mm -hmm. were the stars. But now you have people on, and I would say they were widely known. But just the other day, I'm talking to some friends, and they mentioned someone's name. And I said, who is that person? And they're like, oh, my God, she has like... 15 million on Instagram and you know, a zillion on TikTok. Yeah. I said... I've never heard of this person. Right. Who is this? And they showed me. And I'm like, it's so wild that there are celebrities all over the place now that are they are they really celebrities if, like, I, let, let me go back and say, I came from a time where the celebrities were the big actors on TV and, mm -hmm. the, and the, the, the TV person. And they still are. And the movie stars, yeah. right? But- now you're going into a realm of managing people that, dare I say, there's quite a few people who don't even know they exist on the planet, right? Well, that I would say certain age groups and certain segments of markets may not know who certain people are. But if you stay focused on what the kids are doing and what the kids are doing with the phones and all of that, you're going to know the talent is out there. Okay. So just because my grandma doesn't know who a client like ours, like Tana Mojo is, yeah. doesn't mean that every kid in the world doesn't know who she is. Right. So you have to remember that you can still get people to cross over as YouTube stars into mainstream stars. So there is a way to make awareness in the world for people that you'd be like, hey, I know all the kids know who you are, but the parents don't. 
Mm. But you can make the parents aware because the crossover into the other side of the business will put them on the map there. Yeah. And I have a formula for that. And that's all taught in the Hollywood handbook. Really? Yes. So let's talk about that a little bit more because I know that there is this sense that I talked to a lot of people who are influential on social media. Yeah. And their goal is to now now level up and get into maybe TV, maybe get into film. Yeah. So talk about the handbook well, and how it how it how it guides that. Let me start first and foremost by saying that I have proven that there is the ability to go at, from a YouTube star into a mainstream television star. And I proved it many years ago with my TV show, The Hollywood Hillbillies, which I uh, co-created, executive produced, and starred in. We did 75 episodes for The Realist Channel, mm -hmm. and I took the angry ginger, Michael Cottrell, and his grandma, Mima, and we took yeah. them out of, you know, Georgia, brought them to Hollywood, got them a record deal and a TV show, and then made 75 episodes of linear television in a simple lifestyle, fish out of water reality show that starred all of us. And it was insane. So you can prove that that actually works. Okay. It happens very easily. Now, not everybody can do it. Okay. There's only so many networks, so many buyers, and your content has to be incredible. So what I'm teaching in the Hollywood handbook is how do you define what your talent is? How do you craft it? How do you focus it? How do you create your content? How do you get notoriety for your content? How do you distribute it? How do you get it to the right people that will pay you for it? And ultimately, how do you market yourself? Mm. So all of those things we did with Hollywood Hillbillies, and now I'm showing you the tricks to the trade of exactly how to do it. Now, it's not easy, and you have to stay focused, yeah. and there is a formula. If you follow the formula, and you have the skill, you have the talent, you can do it. What is one thing that you see? You, one of your gifts is spotting talent. Mm -hmm. So what's something that you see in an influencer that's, let's say, on Instagram or on a YouTuber? Yeah. Some people call it the it factor. Some people call it the X factor, whatever it may be. Right. What is it that you see? Just share one thing that you're like, okay, this person has the potential to. It comes out of one thing, a unique voice. And a unique voice consists of originality, mm -hmm. style, and doing something different. You can be beautiful. You can be average looking. You just have to be interesting. And you have to have your own point of view. If you don't have your own point of view, you have no style. And people want the fresh, new, interesting men, women, family businesses. You could be a, 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 a mechanic in your garage rebuilding motors, but if you're doing it in an interesting way on camera, you could be the biggest, most famous mechanic in the world with the biggest brand deals, mm -hmm. getting paid to post, paid to do appearances, paid by Ford to have your own engine. It doesn't matter. You just have to have a uniqueness. There's a lot of people out there copying what's next and what's right and yeah. who's it. You can't do it. You have to organically have your own voice. If you have that, people that are in my shoes as managers, producers, buyers, PR experts will see that and we can take you and catapult you. Are you actively going after people that you're noticing as, as there is like a scouting? 
I'm doing both. I mean, I am actively looking for talent, but I also have an influx of talent that's coming to me. Okay. So that's why I wanted to make the Hollywood handbook so that we had different levels of people to get sort of the basic understanding of what it takes to get into the business, as well as advanced programs where I could actually be your coach, life coach, mm -hmm. and help you get to the next level. So maybe if I can't represent you because I don't have time to represent everybody, you can still get advice from me on how to make it in the business by being a part of the Hollywood Handbook community. The people who are out there saying, just follow what Mr. Beast did, just follow what, what the Paul There's brothers no, that, that you can't. That's not a formula, that, they invented that. Right, they each invented their own lane. It was trial and error. Just like the David Weintraub Hollywood Handbook DWE story is trial and error. Yeah. But you're gonna hit. Some of them are gonna hit. Some may lose, some may hit. You have to be willing to sit through the struggle and do this. Yeah. It takes time. There's no overnight success. And also, like I said, a unique voice and talent. Yeah, not copying what no. someone else who made it did. Nope. There's so many cookie cutter people out there that are just like, oh, well, uh, we've seen her. She's doing that joke. He's basically copying what this guy's doing. It, it's all the same stuff. You look on your feed and you're like overwhelmed with bullshit. Yeah. And if there's too much there, how do you decipher who's good and who's not? There's only 1% of people out there that we would actually really, really, really get involved with. But you have to weed through the other 99% to get to that 1%. Are you looking at certain people and saying, I can help build them on social media by what they're doing? And then are there certain people who you say, okay, this person doesn't belong in the social media realm. They actually belong on the big screen. Are like, are there, are those, let me, I don't want to say, you know, calculations done, yeah. but are, are, is part of your talent scouting saying, I think we can make this person a huge Instagram or TikTok influencer but they're not cut out for the big screen. Yeah. Uh, is there is there a little bit of an element of well, that? Well, there's obviously a tier. I mean, if you know me and you know my career, here's the things that I'm very well known for. I represent lots of mainstream, huge name rappers. Yeah. I represent the biggest reality stars in the world. I represent some of the biggest social media stars in the world. So my forte is pop culture. Okay. Those kinds of talent. When I was an agent, I represented tons of actors, Jeff Bridges, Harrison Ford, guys like that. I know the space really well, but I know the pop culture crossover game, hip hop, reality, non-scripted, social media, creators, pop culture is what I am an expert in. And most talent today fits into that world okay. because you have people that are not your conventional talents. We're like, hey, I'm a Shakespearean, trained actor and this is what I want to do. Sure, can we help you if I believe in you and I really think that you can do it? Yeah. Yes, I will get behind you. But I also know what I'm good at and the market that I'm really good at. So I want to see all the biggest creators. I want to see all the biggest rappers, rock stars. I want people that are loud and outspoken. Yeah, being different. Yes. Being different, not like mixing in with the fold and yes. kind of in that gray area. Yeah. So... You're a perfect candidate to come over and join us. Yeah. <laughs> we got, we yeah. got to talk after this. Yeah, we'll this. talk after. So now you're you're looking at, we're talking about the, the talent side. Mm -hmm. Let's talk for a minute about someone who says, you know, I want to get in. I want to do what you do. 
what is my progression in, you know, internship, going in and saying, hey, listen, like you said, hey, I, I, I just want to work here. I'll make the coffee. I'll get the, you know, I'll sure. go to the copier. And, 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 and I'm going to start off by saying there's an old famous line that uh, a great man by the name of Snoop Dogg once said. And the line is, the game is to be sold, not to be told. And we cannot give away every insight into how you get in this seat. Yeah. But if you're willing to train and you're willing to do the work, you could put in the time. But I need people that have degrees, law degrees, business degrees, that have actually worked for people in my shoes. Yeah. And that want to go to the next level. It's very hard to just take somebody very green that I may not be able to trust and put them in my company. Yeah. Okay. There is a criteria that you have to have to actually come and get in. But I am open to looking at resumes. I am open to people coming and pitching. So, you know, if you think you have what it takes, we're going to have to make a Hollywood Handbook 3, yeah. which will be for people that want to get into the business. Yeah. Hollywood Handbook right now is not really designed to become a manager or a producer, but right. I, I like where you're going with that. And maybe in the future, that will be a part of what we do. Yeah, it's a separate handbook in and yeah. of itself. Yeah. So I want to talk more about the handbook and mm -hmm. its creation. Yeah. What led you to say, I think we need to put something together to give a little bit of a roadmap for this, and it's going to be valuable yeah. for these reasons. What 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 was the? Well, how did that spawn? Well, the, one of my attorneys is a great man named Don Passman, and Don Passman, um, his wife was my mother's best friend, and his kids, we all grew up together. And Don wrote a book called Everything You Need to Know About the Music Business, mm -hmm. and this is a very famous book. It's taught in every university and law school, and it's basically has fifteen different versions of it, and it teaches you all about all the different. Yeah. It, it changes and adaptations of the record industry and all the laws and everything. It's like literally the guidebook to the music business. And I remember when I was 10 years old, going to the premiere of his book coming out and watching the success that he had with this guide and changing the world and then going to USC. And in my contract law class, what's the book they, they're having you read? Well, Don Passman. And then there he is speaking. And, you know, he's like a godfather to me. So I saw what he did with that. And then I was kind of like, listen, how do I take what I've done mm -hmm. over 20 plus years, creating, producing, making 2000 hours of television, making some of the biggest branding deals and talent deals in the world. How do I take that and kind of put it into a formula where people can actually use to open doors? Mm. I wound up meeting Bradley, mm -hmm. who owns Lightspeed VT. Mm -hmm. And he said to me, there's nothing in this space. We got to hone in on that. So four years ago, we set out to craft the Hollywood handbook. And we crafted it in a way as an entry point into the business, entertainment business, music, film, TV. And then we added social media, influencing, mm. PR, branding. So the business has evolved. Brad believed in me. He produced my content. And we set off on this journey together to go and come here today to bring you the Hollywood handbook. Where can people find it? You go to the hollywoodhandbook.com, mm -hmm. buy the link, you'll see different various programs that you can do. There's a mentorship program, there's the main program, and you have access to get with me. There's a whole slew of opportunity by joining the Hollywood Handbook.
community. Is there a certain tier that gives people, I know, you know, you start entry level, but is there a top tier that give people direct access to direct you? access would be the top tier of private mentoring. Yeah. Private yeah. mentorship. Yeah. Wow. So I, we're open to that and I'm happy to help you with that, but you got to really be ready. Yeah. And you also have to be ready for me to give you the good, the bad and the ugly of what I think of your talent, your career and mm -hmm. what you need to do to change it. Mm -hmm. And there is the opportunity that you could have all of my network behind you. Right. So the Hollywood handbook is the entry point. Take the course, learn it, understand it, hone in on what you're doing. But then to go to the next level, you do need guidance. I didn't get here on my own. I had some of the greatest mentors in the world. Aaron Spelling was my godfather. No and kidding. He, I never worked for him, mm -hmm. but I was blessed to spend years with him learning everything about the business. Okay. Not everybody can have that, but you can have David Weintraub, and David Weintraub can show you the pop culture business and go to the next level. And it's not just someone from the outside saying, oh, this, you, no, you, you've actually walked the walk, you you've can, done it. Oh, I, I did it all. I mean, people always say to me, oh, you're a jack of all trades. Yes, I am a jack of all trades. How many people do you know were an A&R, an agent, manager, producer, the star of their own shows, an expert in PR and marketing, a branding consultant, you know, and somebody who actually has taken products that were in their head and put them out to the masses. Ray J and I have a company, mm -hmm. all right? It's in every in motion and Best Buy in the United States. This was an idea that he had in his head to do a headphone. No kidding. And the headphone turned into a fully functioning electronic company worth over $250 million. No kidding. Incredible. Absolutely. So it goes beyond. It, go, it could go, go to a, not only from talent, but hardware, bringing hardware to people. You, you have to take relationships and opportunity and talent and put them into packages where everybody does their own thing. If you know how to build headphones, you got to find the manufacturer. We know how to market the headphone. We know how to integrate it into our TV show. And we know how to sell it to you at a fair price so that you get a product that you like and you have something, and this is a tangible business. It's insane. So let me ask from the standpoint of talent, who would you say is the most in overall talented person you've ever worked with? Wow. In which area of entertainment? Because we have, we have a lot. There's a lot of people who will say Elvis Presley wasn't the best musician, but he was the best entertainer yeah. to ever live. Some people will say Michael Jackson didn't have the greatest voice, but he was the best entertainer. Mm -hmm. I look at entertainment and I see there's people who could sing, there's people who can act, there's people who are just great at promoting themselves. And I mean, look at the, the Paul brothers, right? Yeah. So you've worked with so many people across a couple of different now generations. Yeah. Who are the people that stand I, I, out? I think that the person that probably stands out the most is having worked with Eminem. Okay. Now, I met Eminem before he was signed. He okay. was already signed to a production deal with Web Entertainment, but he wasn't signed to Dr. Dre and Interscope. Okay. So I was there in the beginning, and I worked with him on the first album, mm -hmm. and then I reworked with him back at UTA, and we packaged 8 Mile. So I spent a lot of years in the Eminem family mm -hmm. with Eminem, with Paul Rosenberg, with the Bass Brothers, with David Schiff and UTA, doing all kinds of different deals for Eminem. To see him go from literally hearing a demo at the Rap Olympics to being the biggest selling hip hop artist 
of all time and watch that progression is one of the craziest things you've ever seen because you learn so much. I sat with Eminem at the House of Blues um, a week before his album came out here in West Hollywood. Mm -hmm. And we were outside hanging out. He's getting ready to do the show. It's a very famous show where uh, Dustin Hoffman was in like a, you know, a bear suit on stage. You can look at the show on, <laughs> on, uh, on YouTube. And he looked at me. He's like, you know what, Dave? He's like, I don't know what's going to happen this week, but you know, I'll probably be back in Detroit next week. And you know, this was all great and fun. And we had a great time. And I looked at him cause I had heard the entire album being made soup to nuts. And I said, there's no chance that that's ever going to happen. <laughs> and he literally overnight, millions of copies sold the biggest tours, the biggest star in the world. And then to become one of the biggest movie stars in the world, people don't realize eight mile was a billion dollar business. Was it billion dollar soundtrack movie DVD tour. Okay. That's a billion dollars. No kidding. When I was at UTA, we packaged eight mile. Wow. And he, so he almost didn't believe that he was who he was. He did. But the business could sometimes stop you. Yeah. The machine could stop you. Yeah. Something could happen. But talent prevailed. Yeah. Wow. Incredible. So that was the most interesting journey of being a part of something as an executive mm -hmm. and a friend and watching it happen and then changing the world. So basically you changed industries, you changed the music business, you changed artists release dates, you changed movie premiere dates, you changed how people function as an artist, as well as free speech. Yeah, he was willing to say stuff that a lot of people weren't. And whether you liked it or not, he was able to voice it. Yeah. And everybody in the world knows who that guy is. Well, everyone, <laughs> everyone. And that is well before the time of social media and people singing on TikTok and sharing their talents. That right. is you have a much different way of doing it now. It's much easier to pick up your phone and blast off to a community. Back then it was a game plan, an action plan. Yeah. It was mailing. It was, you know, sending music. It was relationships. It was, you know, yeah. Kissing babies and uh, shaking hands and doing doing the right PR. You had to do a lot to yeah. get there. Yeah. But at the end of the day, talent is what wins. Yeah. So if you don't have the talent, you might be able to gain the talent from practice and honing in on your craft, but you have to have it inherently inside of you. If you do not have it inside of you, you're not going to make it, period. Yeah. yeah. So stop wasting your time. Go to law school. Get your real estate <laughs> license. Do something that you're going to do it because yeah. you're not going to be a star. Yeah. When you look at the difference between people who are trying to get into the music industry and now you're looking at people who are trying to get into the film industry, there's a lot of people on social media, a lot of young people, and I know a lot of people watching and listening, where it's almost like they feel like their life is the show. And with the advent of reality TV, uh, uh, you know, now decades ago, what is something that you're seeing from a talent standpoint where people are like not interested in like actually being an actor or an actress, their way into Hollywood is sharing their world. Now, of yeah. course, people see people like the Kardashians yeah. and the, the, the biggest experts in the game In the game of I mean, just the, sharing their world. The smartest marketers on the planet 
the Kardashians. What was it that they did that changed the game? Sex tape with Ray J? No, I'm <laughs> um, no, no. What they did was they 100% had a plan and they had a beautiful family. Mm-hmm. They were loud, outspoken, and had a point of view. And they were able to come in at the right time after watching Paris and Nicole, mm-hmm. the Osbournes, Laguna Beach, the Hills, the Housewives, and come in and show a new family dynamic. Yeah. And this family was unbelievable. Yeah. And they are a monster. And that is why they are, at this day, one of the biggest, most famous family and stars in the world. Yeah. So what they did was incredible, absolutely incredible. And we've all been a part of it. Obviously, I managed Ray J know, for many, yeah. many years. Yeah, yeah. And um, I also managed Scott Disick for many, many, many years. Really? Yeah. Okay. So, so you said they had a plan. Mm-hmm. Most people look at what happened with them and it's like, oh, these people got a show and they blew up. Yeah, that was the plan. That was the, the plan. plan. Ain't easy to execute. Right. So your plan can be, hey, I'm going to get a TV show. How do you get a TV show? Right. Well, that's what the Hollywood handbook teaches you. How do you get there? The Hollywood handbook teaches you exactly what the Kardashians did. You want to know why? I was there. You were. In- <laughs> so part of what you're learning is exactly what you have to do to market yourself. Brand yourself, hone in on your content, become famous, make water cooler moments, get in the press. Yeah. The Hollywood Handbook teaches you that. I look at someone from the early days of TikTok, Charlie D'Amelio. Yes. She's a regular, regular looking girl. She's, you know, pretty. Yeah. But she was able to take that TikTok fame Mm -hmm. and now blow it into like, you know, something that has gone, you know, let me say beyond viral. Mm-hmm. For a specific market. Very because specific. I wouldn't say, even though they've made a lot of money, that they crossed over into every world. You're going to say the word Kardashian, everyone in the world's going to know it. Yeah. You could say the word D'Amelio, maybe 5%. Of Did the they have their own show it. with their family? I, they I, did. They it did. And it, it didn't do very well. Yeah, so if you're ready out. for the next show, we got an offer for you. <laughs> Well, I mean, people also come to me after they've learned the hard way. Yes. You also can't necessarily have your parents be your representatives, okay? Listen, parents, momagers and managers and all this stuff, there's a lot of them. Not Most people are not Kris Jenner, okay? Yeah. You need to hire people that are in the game, okay? You can't just be someone's parent and be like, oh, I know how to deal with this stuff because they don't. Yeah. The kids blew up on their own. Yeah. All right. So I'm saying if your mom and dad are managing you, bring on a partner like me, like someone who's a professional to help do it because you're going to see the ups and downs. The D'Amelio's family, I mean, has kind of fallen apart as a result of their fame. And that is because you can't have your mom and dad be your manager. Yeah. Now, part of that is a learning lesson for everybody else. So you should take this as an example. Perhaps some of it is what to do, but a lot of it is exactly what not to do. Yeah, because that was something that when it first happened, it was like, okay, it looks like they're trying to create another Kardashian-type yeah. situation. 
And then it fizzled out and faded away. And yeah. I don't want to say crashed and burned. See, but- we could take the D'Amelio's dad and like we could hire him and turn him into a manager yeah. because we could take a guy like that and actually teach him how to be a manager, yes. how to do the deals. And actually, he has relationships because a lot of people want to sign with him because of what he said he did for his kids. Yeah. But he didn't do that for his kids. Okay. His kids made it because of what they were doing. Their unique voice was on the phone yes. and cutting the content and doing something in a time where there was nothing to do. Yeah. So it was very easy. Yeah. You have to remember 99% of this is your talent and also timing. So 50% of that 99% is timing and the talent. Mm. You have to think about that. Yeah. People don't realize what it takes to go into it. You talk about the Kardashian success. You talk about Paris Hilton's success. They were timed correctly. Yeah. And it didn't happen overnight. Paris's show went number one very, very quickly on a mainstream network on Fox and was a huge number hit. Yeah. The Kardashian show, when it came out, it really didn't become a hit until the third season of the show. So you may see it as what it is today, but there is timing involved in this. There is energy involved. So you kind of have to do what you have to do to market yourself. When you talk about Paris and Nicole's show, Mm -hmm. was that their idea? Was that their brainchild or was it their representatives that... Well, I was, I was Paris's agent. Okay. And we had a relationship with Buna Murray. Mm-hmm. We had a, we signed Paris and we packaged the show together with Fox. Oh, okay. So you have a couple people that had ideas in the right place. I'll tell you the guy, you know, who really ran that show is my dear friend Jeff Jenkins. And Jeff Jenkins and Farnaz, they ran that show and they took that show and turned it into a hit. And that's the same team. Guess what, guys? No brainer here. Guess what the same team is? The same team that did the Kardashians. Hello. So it is a trajectory. It is relationships. How interesting is it that the same people that did the Kardashians did the simple life? Yeah. Okay? It's the same people. I say this a lot, and we talk about mentorship and networks. What you put together with the handbook is, no pun intended, but the guidebook, if you would, if maybe you say, oh, I don't have a mentor, I don't know. Well, here you go. Here we're, we're putting this together for you, and come on board and let us be your guide. Let us be your mentors, yeah. and we're going to show you the path to how you want to create this. And everyone's going to be different, and you got to have that unique talent, of course. And you're going to say, all right, here we've laid it all out, and I can tell you that this is the path because I worked with all the people that made it down that path, and you know their names. You know yeah. that what they've they've done. So what's what's next? I mean, what's next is really owning, you know, owning the actual platforms where you see the content. Right now, I am in development with mega technology companies Mm -hmm. for us to have our own distribution of content, our own marketplace to buy our own products. Wow. And that is the next phase, taking everything that we've done in entertainment, Mm -hmm. everything we're doing with the Hollywood Handbook, but now having a platform to watch and buy and purchase materials from. That is the next evolution that you will see. No kidding. That is awesome. That is awesome. I love it. I love it. Thank you. Where can people, well, first of all, where can people follow you and your journey? 
I am uh, on Instagram. I am at Sir David Weintraub, and my company's Instagram is at DWE Talent, mm -hmm. also on Twitter. And our website is dwetalent.com. And come join us on the journey with the Hollywood Handbook. You want to learn, you want to understand, you want to make it, go to thehollywoodhandbook.com. Get the entry level course, get the mentor course, get the group course, get in there, learn it, join the community. And come with us on this journey if you want to be a star. I tell people all the time that there was a couple of things that I had to do early on in my career coming up that were scary. There were, And I had to put financial commitment out. And at some times, that was the only money I had. But those times where I jumped and created the landing on the way down and put my money because I said, oh, I want to be this, but oh, no, I, I like that money in that checking account. Well, I kind of put the money out <laughs> right, you invested. And, and I invested in myself yeah. and I entered into situations where I got knowledge. I got networks. I built my networks from these things I went to, whether they were mastermind classes, master classes, whatever it might, might have been. And that's what led me. So sometimes you got to jump and create that landing on the way down and put that fear aside. So Man, thank you so much. Thank, thank you for you. joining me. Thank you for sharing all yeah. your. I, I I know people watching, young people, even probably some people, you know, grown people watching and are learning from your journey and what you've created and what you've done. Which is, and I know this is just the beginning. So thank you so much for sharing it. And thank you for having. When me. the next iteration comes out, the next chapter of your life, I'm going to have you back to talk about that. You whatever it, it may be, a streaming network, whatever it might be. You got so it. So thank you so much. Thanks thank everyone you. for watching and listening. We'll see you next time.